everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. And I'm Albert, and we're back. It's been like a month or more Maybe since we two. recorded. Ah, I've missed this. Yeah, I almost died, so... I Not completely an exaggeration you had no it was sepsis and the doctor said that if i had stayed home instead of going to the hospital that day i would have died well i'm glad you went to the hospital brantley yeah dying would have suboptimal outcome yeah i can agree but here we are talking about movies that we may eventually end up seeing but we have not yet and that have as i mentioned earlier very weird descriptions first up is screamers from 1980 79, I'm sorry. Right on. Stalwart, morally upright, military doctor, Lieutenant Claude de Ross. Doesn't stalwart mean military upright? I don't or, know. I'm not Sometimes sorry, like, when, when you're describing things, you, you really only have the one trait, but you're like, I'll just throw in the same word that this means that a one-note character, but I really like the movie. I want people to see it. He's strong, powerful, powerful. and... Muscled. <laughs> so this is any given Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> or, or the main character from Jurassic the Hunted, which is front of mind for me since I've been replaying that. You can also put dumb on there, though. Like, oh, hilariously yes. and magically dumb. He's magically dumb. He never does. This is a diversion. But the character in Jurassic the Hunted never does, as far as I can tell, come to grips with the fact that he is, in fact... In dinosaur land, He's shooting dinosaurs. absolutely apathetic. Like, dinosaurs pop up, his friends freaking out over the radio, is like, these are dinosaurs! Like, they're just big lizards, man, calm down. He has... Oh, are you saying... So, your interpretation of that line is not that he's denying that they're dinosaurs, just like, dinosaurs are just big lizards. Yeah, that's how it felt to me, he's just like, whatever. Oh, I thought it was that... He's just so dumb that... Something impossible is just like, okay, I'm going to shoot it now. <sighs> it's a good game. I mean, it's a fun game to play. So anyway, he's morally upright and stalwart, mm-hmm. Claude de Ross, and several other shipwreck survivors wash ashore on a remote tropical island. The uh, tropical island that's governed with an iron fist by the, hopefully not Netflix's iron fist, because that apparently wasn't very good. Although second season got decent reviews. By the ruthless and sadistic Edmund Rockham. Sockham Robots? Um, yes. Well, he does have that iron fist. It's a real steel prequel. <laughs> he only has Is he the... Hugh Jackman? <laughs> no, I think he's the guy who's gradually replacing his bits to become a modern day Tin Man. Oh. So he's just started with the fist that he has changed out for iron. <laughs> And he is fighting full-size robots that he kind of, I think, probably has them toned down so that he wins every time. Right. But he looks impressive. And then it's, you know, hey, I've defeated these robots. Do what I tell you. (laughs) Yes. And the natives that built the robots are impressed with this. But the thing is, it's not actually a robot hand. It's just literally a block of iron shaped like a fist. This is a really weird moth prequel. Edmund Rackham who lives on the island with the feisty Amanda Martin. There's never any feisty dudes. It's one of those words that's, like, very heavily gendered, but you don't think about it. You can have feisty cats. Yeah, I was going to say, with animals you hear feisty, but with people, yeah, it's mostly ladies. Maybe young kids. 
But then it's really creepy. I, the the I gotta say the adjectives in this description are out of control. We started out with the morally upright and stalwart Doctor Lieutenant Clyde. Look, Ross. he had just bought his the first the source and was really excited. Then there's the ruthless and sadistic Edmund Rackham, the feisty Amanda Martin, and she lives with. Why does she only get one descriptor? By the way, do you, can you think of another word? Uh, spunky, maybe. Spirited, spirited, and spunky. Yes. They, Strong-willed. They were renting the thesaurus. They had to have it back by 5 o'clock. <laughs> She's living with her unhinged rogue biologist father. Again, the dudes get multiple descriptors. Okay, so it's a sexist thing. Yeah. Professor Ernest Martin. However, DeRoss discovers that Professor Martin has control over a dangerous race of fishman beasts. Who are being exploited as slave labor by Rockham. Okay. I think this is going to be initially part of our uh, Fishman episode, and uh, it couldn't fit it in there. I mean, we covered a lot of Fishman episodes, and there was one, at least one we covered with a similar premise, but eh. This is a weird twist to have. Like, you have this guy who's... I mean, it's... Uh, what is it? Like, Far Cry has this premise where you're sort of washing up on a... Far Cry Instinct has this... I mean, they're all about going somewhere where there's a nasty dictator or some kind of bad ruler and yeah. taking over, and like you're, you encounter their weirdness of whatever kind. Is there actual supernatural stuff in Far and Cry? The first one you get injected with this thing that gives you enhanced abilities that animals have. Okay. And you use them to fight the bad guy and other people that have this, including crazy people who didn't didn't go super well. All right, all right. Didn't play most of the other ones. But then in uh, Far Cry Primal, you're just like a caveman who can tame any wild animal. I'm just wondering and that's implied if in... to have like a impact from their gods. Maybe there's one where it takes place in Wyoming, and it's some kind of weird like cult. Christianish cult. Yeah, and I'm wondering if they, you know, end up summoning whatever thing that I'm sure they're worshiping that's like Cthulhu or whatever at the end of the game, because that would be awesome. Next up, we have. Slave of the Cannibal God from 1978. Okay. Feeling uneasy over not hearing a single word from her husband Henry since he left to do an expedition in a remote jungle based in New Guinea, period. How long ago did he leave? Because it's a remote <laughs> jungle, it might be hard to get a signal out, lady. I like the I understand being concerned, but still. That they said the jungle was based in New Guinea? <laughs> like, we're just a small jungle. We're based in New Guinea. We're, uh, we're looking for VC money. We, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me back up and do that joke again. Okay. We're looking for seed money. Because <laughs> it's trees. Do you get it, yes, Bradley? I give them. Yes. I'm so sorry. Um, it's a weird verb. I don't think they meant to stop the sentence there because the period, like, there's no space after it. She has feeling uneasy after not having, having heard from her husband. It is right next to the space bar. Yes. Susan Stevenson decides that she has had enough of waiting by the phone. Comma. No space He's after just been comma. sending letter after letter. She's like, he better call. I haven't heard a single word, okay? Reading isn't the same. No, I'm Jacques Dorita was very clear about that. She still has a landline, so she's just parked right in front of that. There's just mail coming through the slot, and she's just like, I gotta wait for him to call. I can't go and check those letters. They're probably just bills. She's mailed him. He's mailed her burner phones that are ringing, and she's like, no. 
I will stick with my landline. Why would he send those? Those are just crazy telemarketers. <laughs> really into their job. That would be wild. You know how they have those strategies of they'll like make it look like the the envelope has been handwritten or they 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 do things like actual spam these days has tactics to get you to open them that's really i think pretty ingenious the car dealerships will always send you a key like if you win this key will unlock a car and then it's like the code that they say will win you the car is always the one printed on your sheet i don't know if you get those or not so that would be like next level if they started just sending out like cell phones and then you got the call when you opened it up and they were pitching you their whatever thing (laughs) on the phone I, w- I would still, like, not buy it, but I would be impressed with the effort. Gold star to you, telemarketers. <laughs> Throwing that idea out there. Uh, so she's grown, uh, had enough of waiting by the phone and is instead going to New Guinea, which is where the jungle is based, if you recall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to find out what has been keeping Henry so busy. So it's not that she thinks that she's he's not, in trouble. Yeah, she's not worried for him. She's worried about what he's getting up to. She's just annoyed that he hasn't called yet. Not wanting his sister to visit a possibly dangerous place on her own, Susan's brother Arthur decides to come along so he can watch her back and protect her if any situation arises. I mean, that's fairly rational. She's going into jungle. She's clearly unhinged. (laughs) Not of sound mind. I mean, really, he should bake her actor or something, but still. I don't know if flying to New Guinea is caused for to be vacated, especially if you have relatives there. That seems a little bit extreme. Shortly after getting off the plane, Susan and Arthur enlist the help of mutual friend Dr. Edward Foster to help guide them through the jungle, which Susan suspects contains her husband. And as I we- would hope so. <laughs> That's where he Otherwise, went. why did you go there looking for your husband? He's lost in the Sahara. I have come to the rainforest. Where are you at? I'm here in the jungle. The one based in New Guinea? Yes. I suspect it contains my husband. Where was he going? Seattle. Uh, by the way, contains is another odd verb here. I mean, it's not incorrect, but it is a weird choice. It feels like in ESL, you know, English is a second language kind of. Yeah, kind of, but not like coffins contain things. Jungles, like they, they, you might be in them. I mean, again, technically correct. Talking to the local residents who live nearby the jungle, I, nearby should be one word. The local residents who live near by the jungle, the group are terrified to discover that the residents have made it a rule that no one is allowed to enter the jungle. Of Ra Ra Me. Ra Ra You? Yes. Or Ra Ra Me. <laughs> Ra Ra Them. Okay. It's literally spelled R A R A M E. And there are three different words. So I assume that there's like cheerleaders outside going, Ra Ra Me! Ra Ra Me! In an effort to keep everybody out. <laughs> Due- I would avoid that place, yes. <laughs> Due to there being a legendary myth, you know, as opposed to one of those other kind of myths. Well, special myths, yeah. About the mountains surrounded by the jungle, which is based in New Guinea, if you've forgotten, being cursed. So the mountain's cursed. Yes, the jungle's fine. Jungle's fine. It's based in New Guinea. It's based in New Guinea, but it surrounds the mountain. Surrounds the mountain that's cursed. 
The mountain contains... But the jungle itself. The mountain contains... I'm sorry, the jungle contains the mountain and her husband, potentially. (laughs) It definitely contains the mountain. (laughs) That's fact. We can see that. The, The mountain might contain her husband. It does contain a curse. It likely has some crevices, yes. So... That is it, though, for Slaves to the Cannibal of the Cannibal God. I'm very disappointed. The title has promised us the Cannibal God. No evidence in the description that there is a Cannibal God anywhere. I mean, that might just be their mythology and they're slaves to it, and it's metaphorical. Maybe. They're slaves to their culture, so they can't explore the natural beauty around them. They can't go into the jungle? They're scared it's cursed. Or, I'm sorry, they're scared it's We have to stay here in the suburbs. If you go into the jungle... It's a modern city. The natives, she like goes into Walmart, she's like, I'm going, I'm going to buy supplies to go into the jungle. It's cursed. Well, the mountain's cursed. They get the vest over the loincloth, (laughs) which I'm sure is racist. Uh, But funny is the important part for me. Fair enough. Finally, for this episode, we have Nightmare Beach from 1989. This is the beach from uh, Baywatch Nights? Probably. Okay. Yes, I want to say that that definitely ties There's a in. callback for you guys. David Hasselhoff is looking around for this nightmare beach. He had a nightmare about the beach. He probably does. Flashbacks. <laughs> several yeah. times. Does he dream in slow motion? I don't know. Do you think... I mean, the nightmares are probably just, like, clip shows from previous episodes, right? <laughs> so definitely, if they had that footage. The leader of the biker gang, The Demons... Is branding convicted guys. for murder. Great, to, good branding there. We are the demons okay. of no, the, the demons, like heaven's demons to go against hell's angels. No, just the demons. They already took the hell's angels thing. We realized it was super cool at the time. After the fact, we were like, we wanted to get in on that action, but we're not affiliated with them. It turns out they're very litigious. Yeah, they are. <laughs> the leader of the biker gangs, the demon, is convicted for murder and is electrocuted. In the electric chair. It's not some freak accident. No, there was just a dude with a taser. It went crazy. It was a happy accident because really they didn't have to pay the bill at that point. But still, a high-powered taser, though. Before he dies, he yells that he'll take revenge on the town. Okay, ignoring dumb joke about the taser. It's (laughs) They strap you in that chair. They shove a thing in your mouth so you don't bite your tongue and shoot blood everywhere. I assume it's the do you have any last words part of the electrocution. I mean, I guess, but the image they're conjuring is that he screamed it while thousands of volts are coursing through his nervous system. I will have my defense on the That pound! It's not going to work. No one heeded his his warning because they couldn't understand it. I will have my defense! Were those words or was that just the, you know, electricity? I think it was just electricity. They were good. Let's get lunch. But the beach community's main focus for now is the truckload of college students making their way for spring break. I swear to God, this is the mayor again. <laughs> I just am imagining, like, a literal truckload. Like, they're all just, like, stacked in the back of an 18-wheeler, like, being smuggled into the town. <laughs> they're not interested. They actually don't want these guys to come here. This this town has very strict immigration laws. They're like, they're stopping people at the border of the town. They're trying to get a wall built, but there's like some people that don't think that's a good idea. Because it would just be around the town. Yes. They're trying to do instead just like really tall metal slats or just small spaces, like maybe they'll save money, but it's like they'll just climb. 
Um, okay. The, also, I want to point out in this description, spring break is in quotes. And I can't, like, I can't tell what they're supposed to be insinuating. Oh, yeah. No, we have a truckload of college here coming for spring break. Look, the mayor decided to help tourism. He'd start spring break in winter, like there's Christmas in July. It's a bad idea. Also, why do we keep electing this guy? The beach is already cold, <laughs> even during the summer. Apparently, I just learned this about California. People just don't go in the water at the beach, which is bizarre to me. Like, why did you go? You, you could have just been in a bathing suit in your backyard I mean, if you weren't going to go in the water. There is Southern California. Okay. Which is why it's South Beach. Okay, so people it so does it goes pretty high up the western coast. So do people California. do sometimes go swimming in California? I don't know. We can ask John Jones on Twitter. I have never been. I was. I just I heard am from somebody. Florida. Yeah. No. I mean, and it's cold, like ish, but it's like, nice cold. It's like, oh my goodness, it's so hot. Let's go in the water. It's refreshing. And I guess a lot of people don't go in the water because they're lame. They still just lay on the beach and tan. I don't like that. Apparently, I hope I don't ever get old enough to be too cold to swim. I mean, at that point, it's not that you're too cool, you're too old, and you'll die. No, I mean, not, like, physically. I mean, like, (laughs) I'm just going to see... You're sitting there with your walker. I refuse to not swim. Oh, God. (laughs) The (laughs) underdog. This is how I wanted to go out. Waving your walker above the waves. Save me, grandkids. I'm not waving. I'm drowning. (laughs) Oh, Grandpa's having a good time. (sighs) (laughs) Although, comma, things turn bad... When the biker's missing, oh, I'm sorry, when the biker's body is now missing from its grave, and a serial killer biker has hit the scene and is killing teenagers. So, we have zombie slasher biker man? Yeah, it's essentially, what, Jason 5? I never can remember the one where he becomes a zombie and is awesome. Four, 5 is the one with fake Jason, so 6 is when he's a zombie. Okay. Glad we got that sorted. This leaves a depressingly good guy college football player. I don't know why it's depressing that he's good. Was this person like watching the movie and they're like, are they depressed that like those people don't exist enough in real life? Is it a cliche? Is he just over the top? He's like overly good. Yeah. Is he literally like helping little old ladies cross the street? Or maybe he's like kittens. really he's like a really nice guy, really friendly. He will do whatever he can to help you, but like he doesn't feel fulfilled, so he's actually super depressed himself. But he can't show that because that'll bring everyone else down. I'm, this is I don't know. Am I doing this to make myself happy? Is there true altruism in the world? Yes, I'll carry your groceries for your grandma. Little grandparents in this episode. <laughs> uh, so the depressingly good guy, football player, and a barmaid. No, like, description of her. She must be bad. To figure out who's behind the killings. Well, the authorities... And I'm going to guess that one of these authorities might be high up in local government. You know, Perhaps an like, elected official? An elected official, yes. At the very pinnacle of Mayhaps the hierarchy. Have, we have theorized, had previous towns he could have been elected into. And a hotel that one time. <laughs> This is my favorite running joke. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so, so frequent. It's like, I, I never would have believed how <laughs> many movies do this. Jaws was a trendsetter in more ways than one. <laughs> do you think there must be movies that predate Jaws? 
when did this one come out? Local officials. Well, this is uh, 89, so this so one definitely after, doesn't. Yeah. Jaws was 76, six, I want to say. 76, 75, something I there. feel good about 76, but I'll take a rebuttal on Twitter if you guys want to tell Mid me. to late 70s. Uh, anyway. Were there crappy mayors obsessed with tourism before the 70s? <laughs> Anyway, the, the, the authorities try to cover it up so it doesn't spoil business. So, I mean, obviously, it's a, like, it's a little on the nose, don't you think? He's that... from a biker gang called the Demons. He murders people. No, see, <laughs> he curses. see, here's what happened. He was falsely convicted. There was a murder, but it was the mayor's son. So we had him executed to cover that fact up. I'm actually, and an angel of vengeance came down and brought him back to get revenge. And the dude is just like, I'm a crazy barker. I'm just gonna kill kids. Oh, okay, let me let me continue to spill this, spin this. I don't think so. I'm on board with the mayor's son being the killer. Right. Actually, um, here's what it is: local guy has a biker gang called the Demons. Sounds bad, biker gang called the Demons, but actually. They're just sort of, you know, some middle-aged dads who are trying to, you know, get like out and have hugs. a good time. Sometimes they do some good around town. You know, they're helping the, the grandparents from earlier clean up their yard. <laughs> they roll up in their hogs. They do some raking in the middle of the night, and they, like, roll off, and everybody's, like, calling the police. But they've actually done a random act of goodness. Then there's a murder, and it's pinned on him, and somebody knows it. So they dig up his body and start doing... The revenge killings as a crazy okay. biker to make it look like it's him, but they're just trying to strike fear into the heart of the local mayor who's been covering for his son this whole time in the guise of trying to save the local business. I like it. We've cracked it. We've made this into a good movie. I hope that's actually what happens. <laughs> it's not. It's just Jason with a biker jacket. Yeah, and like a couple of times through the movie, I bet he's probably pops on the open. motorcycle, yeah. Yeah, he pops open his visor and there's a zombie mask, but they don't have a lot of money for the like makeup, so mostly he's just a guy with a motorcycle helmet on. It's okay. hard to kill. Yeah. That's what I'm envisioning. But that's it. That's all we have for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for coming back to us after our long, long break. Uh we make these when we can and we couldn't for a while. So yeah. Uh, but we're happy to be back together doing this, and we'll see you guys next time with another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch. Bye, guys. <laughs>